Usually when we hear about self-care, it is always related to time. You've heard it. Make time for yourself. Put yourself on your schedule. And I have fallen prey to talking about time as it relates to self-care. But the more I think about it, the more I live, the more I talk to moms just like you, I'm starting to kind of rethink it a little bit. And I think it actually has less to do with the amount of time that you have and more about what we're going to talk about today. So come on in, grab a blanket, and let's chat. Hello and welcome. My name is Chastity. If you are new here, welcome back if you are an OG. Um, I am a therapist. I'm also a mom just like you. I'm also a coach, and I love being able to have these cozy conversations with you about living intentionally, being able to manage those worries, anxieties, overwhelm of balancing motherhood and work and everything in between. I'm so glad to have you here with me today so we can talk about what is it really behind the struggle and the strife with self-care. It used to be this hard, right? So what is it now? Obviously, kids are in the in the picture and they haven't been in the picture before, but, but what is the struggle, right? So we're going to talk about that today. But before we do, I want to remind you that I have a free five-day reset challenge that really is connected to what we're talking about today resetting the way that you take care of yourself, the way that you relate to the emotions that you're feeling, and then practically putting those things into practice in your everyday life. So if that's something that you feel like you would love to be a part of, you can sign up in the description. It is five day free um, reset challenge. And uh, I'll be talking with you as you do that. So let's just jump right into it. One of the biggest reasons that I see from my clients who struggle with self-care, what I've seen in myself, right, and friends and family, is that self-care is kind of seen as a distraction from everything else that's important. It's like the um, there's there's so much that you could be doing with that time and taking time for yourself, doing the things that you enjoy that bring you happiness, peace, calm, quiet, all the things that we need, right? We see it as a distraction. I'll give you an example. So one of my kind of toolbox um, OG um, coping skills is taking a walk, okay? You get me some tennis shoes and you get me some pavement and I'm on it. I can think clearly. I don't have to talk and be in conversation with other people. It's just me and my thoughts and I love it. Sometimes I pop a little music or a podcast in, but I love that, right? So one time it was uh, really beautiful outside. I had the time on my schedule. I had the energy even to go outside and do this walk. Um, I knew I needed this, right? I knew that the day was hard. I just had, you know, to manage about 737 tantrums in the last 10 minutes. I knew I needed it, right? But in the back of my mind, it was like, you know what? I have the time. I have the energy but let me capitalize on this. While I'm motivated, can I just use this energy for work? Have you been there before? You're like, can I just use this momentum and this energy and drive it towards something that you need to do around the house, a project that you're working on at work, like something else needs this energy and this time and you going on a walk or doing whatever it is that um, fills your tank. You're like, eh. It would be a distraction right now. Like it, it, it would keep me from optimizing my energy for other tasks. And I think that's very telling because 
it sends the message to yourself that you are not a priority, right? If you were the priority, it would be, okay, I'm going to do this. And what I have left over, whatever energy, whatever time, whatever effort I have after I take this walk, then that's how I'll optimize this time. But instead, it's like, I'm going to work, 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 which we all know after you're done messing around with a project that you've been working on for a long time, you're tired, right? Um, so there is no leftover time. There is no leftover energy. There is no leftover effort. So rethinking the way um, that you view self-care it's not a distraction. It's not a waste of your time. The other thing that I see um, happening a lot is really tricky. This is a big one because it attaches to a lot of negative narratives and a lot of beliefs around failure. So anytime we set out to do something new, it's scary. It feels off, especially as a new mom, when you are trying to reset your footing, right? You're trying to figure out how it is you are going to exist as a person, continue to work, raise children the way that you want to exist in your relationship. It's just a lot, right? So you have to reset. So this reset feels new. And because motherhood can make you feel like you're failing, sometimes your relationship can make you feel like you're failing. If there's something happening at work that and hidden quite right, it can make you feel like you're failing. So if you're, if you are telling yourself, okay, I'm going to set this goal to, um, I don't know, walk for 15 minutes a day. I'm going to set this goal to eat a healthy meal. Um, three times a day, I'm going to set this goal to take my vitamins, whatever it is that you need for your self care. If you are, if you have already predetermined that you might fail at it, you won't do it. Why would you set yourself up for another failure instead of thinking of it as this journey or a blueprint of the way that you can relate and connect to yourself? You see it as a commitment and you don't want to be disappointed when you have broken that commitment. Can I just tell you to give yourself that grace anytime you're starting something new, you're having a reset. To give yourself grace to say, you know what? I'm probably not going to do this every day. But instead of saying, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. You know, I've been trying to give up gluten since 1900s. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've been trying to give that up. So usually I would say, I am going to stop eating gluten today. That's it. I'm never going back. Okay. I'm never going back. Do you know what happens? I'm free from gluten for a good seven days. And then I'm back like I never left, just eating everything that has gluten wrapped up in it. One of the reasons why I think that is, is because I have put out this long announcement of I'm going to do this forever. Maybe it's not forever. Maybe it's I'm going to test this out for this week. Or I'm going to test this out three days out of the week. Because sometimes you might realize that you actually don't like something. And again, if you have predetermined that it is a commitment that you must make, then you will disappoint yourself. And you also will try to make yourself stick to something that is no longer working for you. If you don't like to meditate, baby, don't meditate. Don't put yourself through that. Okay. If you don't like to, uh, do some of the other kind of things that we talk about when it comes to self-care, don't do it. 
free yourself to be flexible in the way that you relate and connect to yourself. Okay. It's not a failure. It's not a a commitment. We have to stop and come out of this black or white. Either I'm doing it or I'm not. Either I succeeded or I failed. Either I conquered it or it conquered me. No black or white. Just I'm deciding to do this in this moment. If it feels good to me, I'll keep doing it. But not all at once. Right? Not all at once. The last thing I want to bring to attention when it comes to the struggle between doing this that, again, has nothing to do with time is that you are afraid of what might come up when you sit still and when you try to work through your emotions, when you try to get to know yourself a little bit better, when you give yourself that peace and quiet, that connection to yourself that you are craving, you might be afraid of what's going to come up. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to clients who have struggled to be tearful or to show their emotions in sessions. Um, And so we dig a little bit deeper and they're like, if I let this cry out, if I sit still long enough, I'm I'm afraid that I won't be able to regain control. Like I'm going to cry and I'm just going to lose it. I'm never coming back. Do you feel that way? That, If you bring out the trash, all of it, I call trash from (laughs) my therapy question, my, in my therapy practice, I tell my clients, think about talking about their experiences, especially the negative ones, right? Um, with our, in our time together. So one of the things I talk about is, um, processing or talking about these negative experiences is much like taking out the trash before you take out the trash. You know, you putting all this food and diapers and leftovers and, and bags and whatever else, right? It's just full of wasteful things um, that are not adding. They're no longer adding to your life. They're in this container. Well, you know that, you know, it's a little stinky because it's food in there and other things that get all mixed up and tangled in between, right? So maybe you ate some fish on Thursday, okay? And it's now Friday. You know that that fish is going to be a little smelly. Right. But because it's contained, you think "Ah, it's not that bad. I'll just wait until it's time for me to take it out. But when it is time to take it out, what happens? You smell all the stinky trash that was now that was contained in the trash can. So you're taking it out. Right. And you you can smell all of that gunk. That's the part where people stop. Right. I'm going to take out this trash. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to journal about it. I'm going to get a therapist, get a coach. I'm going to put it all out there of how anxious I am and how overwhelmed I am and how this isn't working the way that I thought it was going to work. I'm going to put it all out there. And then I think I'm going to lose it. It's going to be stinky. And it's um, I'm never going to regain that sense of control that I had before. But let me tell you about the, the other side of taking the trash out. Once the trash is out of the door, it does two things. It makes your atmosphere in your home smell better because something was stinky that was in your house is now outside of your house. So it smells better. Okay. The other thing it does is it teaches you that you can take the trash out again, that you don't have to let it pile up and stink up your place. That once you take it out, you can put it out in an area so it doesn't have to stink up your life. It's the same thing with this, with self-care. 
right? If you are in a place to where you do need to talk more deeply and honestly about some of the experiences that motherhood has brought up for you or even before you became a mother, right? Being able to do that, yes, take out the trash, right? Connect to those emotions that are calling out to you. Are you more angry and irritable than you used to be? Are you more anxious or has your anxiety just transferred and traveled over to the health of your baby, the health of your children? Whatever those things are, when you process that with yourself, with a therapist, with a coach, um, know that yes, it might get stinky for a little bit, but you can take the trash out, okay? So just a reminder to go through those common things that I find um, that really keep moms from taking care of themselves that again has nothing to do with time okay has nothing to do with the amount of time that we have but more to do about the mental gunk that we have in, in our minds and I just want to take you through these truths as we do this reminder um, because I want you to remember this as you're taking care of yourself throughout the day throughout the week remember this right so um if you think that self-care is a waste or it is a distraction to the most important or the other important things in your life, I want you to think instead that taking care of yourself is not a waste of time. You are never a waste of your time, okay? If you also think that setting a goal, a personal goal for yourself, is setting yourself up for failure, I want you to know that self-care is not a place for your perfectionism that you have to perfect and work out and commit to long-term. It's flexible, baby, okay? Flexible. Lastly, if you are the type of person that knows that there are some emotional things, that some emotional, um, some very emotional stories, narratives, beliefs that you need to work through, and you think that if you stop and be still and allow yourself to process or think about it too long, that you're going to lose control. The truth here is it's going to be hard, right? Hard work is always going to be hard work. But it's also fulfilling work. Once the trash is out, it's going to smell a little bit cleaner. Okay? So this is what I want you to keep in mind. The next time you, you talk about, I don't have time for self-care. I don't have time to do it for myself. I need to work. I need to X, Y, and Z, or that's not going to work. I want you to remember these things. Come back to it. Replay it. Journal about it, okay? And uh, I'll see you in the next.